what? This is not a dating service for me. Ladies, Jim is single. Please go and date him. He is a he is a great person. Well, well worth your time. I think, I think Sean does it better, buddy. I think Sean does it better. <laughs> hey, it's, Jim is available at any and every occasion and opportunity, uh, mainly for single mothers. Uh, you, we know that you're the most attracted to him, so that's what we're going to lean into. Lean into your demo, Jim. Lean into your demo. That's your demo. What what is the number one rule of comedy? Know your audience. Exactly. There you go. Lean, lean into it. You're, you're single. Wait, you're I thought our audience was overweight middle aged nerds or something. No, that's the old show that we don't talk about anymore. The new show no, has a new audience. New show is specifically, we've literally talked about nothing but comics, movies, and video games, buddy. Yeah, but this is so the single mothers will be able to talk with their children. <laughs> Precisely. Oh, you idealists, you. Yeah, but I do. Caleb, what have you been doing? Uh, you know, just chilling, working, uh, trying to come up with these stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess we can announce that we're eventually going to be doing that podcast. Yeah, I guess we can talk about this. What's up, listeners? You're catching yet another episode of the JCU Podcast. I'm your host, Sean, and you're tuning into the podcast where me and the JCU crew get together to just catch up. And each and every episode, we will bring a topic of discussion, which we will dive into head first for you, our faithful listeners, mainly single mothers. Anyway, <laughs> you can catch up uh, with us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Listen Notes, RSS feeds, and by searching for the JCU Podcast, you can find us on Twitter at JCU Podcast One. That's J C U P O D C A S T, the number one. Uh, we're also branching out to game streaming. You can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash JCU Network and on YouTube at JCU Network. So if you want to support us, please do all of the chosen platform things. Follow, like, share, subscribe, and ring the notification bell so you don't miss a new episode. And now it is time for the JCU Roll Call. This guy's the Donatello of the group, uh, but he took does machines a little too literally. It's Ian. <laughs> I'm trying to do I ocarina can't hear and it sound don't, of that, dude. It don't work. The ocarina don't work. <laughs> you got to cover certain holes with your thumbs on the bottom. And... I'm trying. Luckily, I can't see any of what he's trying to. See, yes, this is another talent that Jim has. See, your ocarina is yeah. like easier to play than mine. Mine's like the. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that, ladies. See all the skills that this guy has? He's the Thor of our group because he's the most likely to be found attractive with no shirt on. It's Jim. Oh, you have... No, no, I already lost that one. Nope. No, 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 Jim. Uh, here's here's all the people we I, have. I reversed that. Here's all the people we have. I know I don't look good with a shirt on, and you're Ooh. just default. Like, it has to be default. I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen Caleb without a shirt, so who knows? Unfortunately, we're missing the Paul McCartney as a group because he's the most likely to have a solo, a successful solo music career. Uh, so that's Nathan, but he's not with us today. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a family. I, but I still have to get that joke. Yes, he's with. He's hanging out with his dad. Not a bad right? thing, though. We don't begrudge him that. And this guy's the Tommy of the group mm-hmm. because let's face it, he's the coolest and he has the coolest Zord. It's Kayla. Rock on! I love it. Uh, hang on, I think I have the Tiger Zord. Let me go grab it. Caleb's always got the coolest sword. Anyway, I love, all, I love how we're all random members of famous groups, but non-related groups. <laughs> I love yeah, that. I know. 
and I am the Morpheus of the group because I'm the most likely to lead the revolution that will not be televised, but still brought to you by the power of the internet, coming at you from my seat of power in the belly of the peace known as our nation's capital. I'm the alternative president of the United Nerds of America. It's me. I'm Sean. Love it. Love it. I worked really hard on that. <laughs> I'm Bello, Thor, Paul McCartney, Tommy, and Morpheus. I love it. I love yep. it. That's that's quite the team there. I know, wouldn't it? That'd be the coolest team ever. I I'm really mad that I don't have that's... a Thor hammer here. Mm. You don't no, have Thor hammers was... at home. Oh, that was yeah. my point. That's that was kind of my point. It's Actually, like, it's a gathering of characters for a movie that will never be made, but would be the most awesome movie ever. If you guys want to like wait a moment, I can go downstairs and grab Thor's hammer. We don't need you to grab. Yeah, and Thor's I can hammer. go grab my bass and play Paul McCartney music. But I mean, we don't need you to grab Thor's hammer, Ian. You know why? Because we're about to jump into today's topic. That's why. See, look. By the time you get to see a movie, audience, it's already gone through the proverbial gauntlet. Those who are familiar with the filmmaking process know how hard it is just to get a script together, let alone actors committed, crew and catering. Then you actually have to film the darn thing. And there are tons of hurdles just getting that done. Then you get to face a whole different set of challenges in editing the darn thing. Uh, but sometimes you manage to get it all together and make something beautiful. We're not here to talk about those times. We're here to talk about the times when a movie fell just short of that finish line, or maybe didn't even leave the starting block. This is movies that almost made it, but didn't. Yes. And I guess we we can we can shoot for it. Uh, we can play rock paper scissors for it. Who goes? Who wants to go? Or left? Who wants to go first? Does I rolled, anybody want to go? I rolled a stories. I rolled a three. Well, that was that's that's amazing because none of us else can roll anything. So I guess you go first, Ian. Okay. Three's <laughs> pretty low. Three does beat zero. Three beats zero. All right. So my. Roll die. <laughs> I know this because I teach math. Three is greater than zero. Yeah, see? <laughs> see how skilled he is, ladies? Don't you just want to date this guy right here? Okay, just look roll. at him. I just rolled a five, so, okay. Five is better than three, so you just keep winning. All right, fine. <laughs> My, my story is, uh, so a lot of viewers out there are familiar with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I assume. <clears throat> and a, there are um, several stories of the MCU, uh, of basically Marvel trying to create a movie studio or trying to create movies based off of, like live action movies based off of Marvel stuff. Like, did anyone ever hear of the film Dr. Mordred? Dr. what? Dr. Mordred. It's Jeffrey Combs. As a space wizard who has the powers, like, it was basically supposed to be a Doctor Strange film, but then Marvel pulled it at the last second and it just called, it was called Doctor Mordred, but it was basically supposed to be a Doctor Strange movie back in, I want to say, uh, 1992. Uh, and so, like, w but that movie actually got made. It's weird and bizarre, but it's actually kind of interesting in its own way. Today I'm going to talk about a film that didn't get made, but that sounds like it's the craziest shit anyone ever did because it's the 1980s and cocaine is a hell of a drug. I'm going to talk about The Dazzler, a movie that was almost made. So it's 1979. Disco is huge. Disco is big throughout the entire United States and everyone seems to love it and it's popular and whatnot. And Casablanca Records gets together with Marvel... Uh, with Marvel Comics, would they be at that point? Just still Marvel Comics? I'm actually asking, were they just Marvel Comics at that point? Uh, Marvel Comics. Well, 
What year are you talking about? 1979. And they would have been Marvel Comics by then. Okay. So Marvel and Casablanca Records uh, went in together to create a uh, to create a superhero called Disco Dazzler. I think I read, uh, eventually just called Dazzler. The idea was they were going to get a real-life actress to play this role and record several albums as Disco Dazzler. And that's just her persona. She goes out... She tours around, does music and whatnot, and they were going to introduce her in the comics, they, which they did, uh, and then they, eventually they were going to make a television special, which eventually became a feature film that was going to include several members of the Avengers at the time and a bunch of other big-name celebrities to do this huge, weird, like, 1980s-style fantasy movie, and it's just the weirdest thing ever. So, from what... And from what I can gather, this is originally on Jim Shooter's website, uh, and he tells the whole story because he was the, run, the one who wrote the original screenplay for the Disco Dazzler movie. You can actually find it online at jimshooter.com slash 2011 slash 07 slash debut hyphen of hyphen dazzler.html. And he tells the story of what happened, and it's just so strange because... Like, like I said, they're doing the Hannah Montana, Hiley, Miley Cyrus thing, but this was like, you know, two decades before that ever came about, that they were going to get an actress to do this. So this was the actual treatment, and I think eventual script, that they were going to come up with. So, Dazzler, who had already been introduced in the, MC, in the Marvel Universe, alongside the Avengers, which at the time were Spider-Man, Iron Man, Scarlet Witch, Falcon, Beast, and the Wasp, we're all going to find themselves in New York City, but then they're transported via cosmic thing into an alternate post-apocalypse version of New York City. They are then captured, uh, they're then split into three different parts. Dazzler is kidnapped by some guy named Tristan, who is going to be played by Robin Williams. The uh, half of the Avengers were going to be captured by... Uh, uh, by the Witch Queen, who rules Lower Hatton, who is played by Cher. Uh, the Witch Queen has been uh, has been in a war with the who is uh, the Queen of Fire, played by Donna Summer, and she rules Upper Hatton. They've had this war going on. The Avengers are split and kidnapped by these two groups. They each have an army with them. The Witch Queen, played by Cher, has the Dread Knights who are played by KISS, as in the rock band KISS, the actual dudes. So, basically, this is starting to sound like, basically, the Wiz, but with Marvel Comics characters involved. Yes, yes. So, each of the each of the Dread Knights, KISS, uh, have superpowers based off of their stage personas, like demons and cats. I don't know. They have superpowers based off of their stage personas, and they take the Marvel, the, the Avengers hostage. The Queen of Fire, Donna Summers, has an army called the Stompers, played by the village people. The actual village people. And they have superpowers based off of construction workers and police officers and Indians. I don't know. That, like, yeah, no. They have superpowers based off their stage personas. So, Dazzler gets captured by Tristan, who is Robin Williams. So, uh, all this is happening. Uh, Robin Williams is escorting Dazzler through the wasteland and telling her about the backstory of how the two warring factions started and why they've been doing this for so long. 
but that not only that, there is a prophecy in this world that both queens will eventually, yeah, both queens will eventually be destroyed by a third queen called the Sun Queen. And she supposedly has her own group of knights that will end this ongoing war. And that supposedly Tristan is supposed to fall in love with the Sun Queen. And everyone in this universe knows this prophecy. And everyone immediately goes, oh, it's the Avengers and Dazzler. That Dazzler's the Sun Queen because she has the powers of light to use light and whatnot. And that this is all part of the prophecy. Now, the prophecy isn't actually true because there are three demonic lawyers by the names of Dewey, Cheatham, and Hal. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> they are all played... By Rodney Dangerfield. As in three <laughs> different versions of Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> yeah. He is actually a demon called Lord Chaos. And he needs a giant war to power himself into a god and take over the world, blah, blah, blah. Wait, wait. Rodney Dangerfield's Lord Chaos? Yes. The three the three lawyers of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe are demonic lawyers. They're actually human counterparts to Lord Chaos, who is this demon who is trying to take over the world. So wait, hold on. Let me make sure I'm understanding this. Yes. So there are be three Rodney Dangerfields, and then they what merge into one giant Rodney Dangerfield? That's a demon. Yes. If if a giant war happens and explosions and whatnot, and a lot of people die, he takes all their powers and turns into a giant god. And he's just gonna still be Rodney Dangerfield at that point. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's like I mean, he's finally getting some respect. <laughs> I won't like yeah. we're still we're still going though. So apparently the three demons have manipulated Tristan using his powers of seduction. Robin Wait, Williams okay. Robin Williams has oh, who's, Tristan, who's Tristan again? Which one is Robin Tristan? Williams. Robin Williams. Robin Williams is Tristan. Yes, he has the powers of seduction. Robin Williams. Yes. Has the powers of I mean who else? I mean all right, proceed. <laughs> no, this is real. Go to Jim Shooter's website. He talks about the whole thing, and it's wacky. So, yeah, like late seventies, early eighties, Robin Williams around okay, like that, around okay, Mork okay. and Mindy time. You know, yeah, like yeah, okay, yeah. I can, I mean, I can slightly yeah. more believable. Yeah. Now. Okay. So yeah, the three demons have manipulated Tristan, and so basically this all ends up that they all end up fighting each other in a big giant battle with the following people. Spider-Man, Iron Man, Beast, Falcon, Scarlet Witch, the Wasp, the entire band of Kiss, the entire band of Village People, and then Cher, Donna Summers, and whoever the actors playing Dazzler are all fighting each other, being manipulated by three different versions of Rodney Dangerfield. Wait, hold on. When did the village people get involved? Oh, there... Did I miss that? Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, you missed that. So the village In people... The powers of their persona. Yeah, so, so Kiss... That means. And this, why does this sound like the ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny? Because this existed before <laughs> Ultimate Showdown. Jim Shooter talked about this back in what? Like, uh, he's talked so, about... Yeah. <laughs> got what next Bellino Mussolini and the Blue Meanie with I, Cowboy I, Curtis I, and Jumpy the Genie no like the, the Terminator Kurt Darth Vader Lopez Superman yeah. Theodore Logan the Rock Doc Ock and Hulk Hogan yeah so the village people the village people are the the Donald army Summer. yeah Shit. yeah the village people are the army uh, controlled by donna summers as the queen of fire they're called the stompers and they're the village people like the actual donna, village. yeah donna summer girl on fire the queen of fire is who she is queen of 
Fire? Okay. Yeah. So anyway, everyone's in a big totally. Yeah. So they they're all in a big huge battle, and Tristan like someone is able to break Tristan's spell from the three demons because the three demons are trying to manipulate Tristan to do all this. Wait, 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 wait. let me make sure because I'm following this. Yeah. So Rodney Dangerfield Mm -hmm. put the spell on Robin Williams using Robin Williams's powers of seduction to seduce Dazzler so that she so that. He can take over the world. He also, uh, also, Robin Dangerfield is seducing Dazzler in the guise of Robin Williams. No, Rodney Dangerfield just like manipulated Robin Williams, and Robin Williams is doing it. So Rodney Dangerfield is mind controlling Robin Williams. I wouldn't say mind controlling, but sure. I didn't hear that at all. Sex it's like a double seduction. Yeah. So, oh, and by the way, uh, Rodney Dangerfield also did this to Cher and Donna Summers. That's why they're at war with each other. It's so a Rodney Dangerfield seduced Cher and Donna Summers. No, no, no. Robin, and Robin Williams. Robin Williams seduced Mind Cher and Donna Summers. So Robin under the control of Rodney Dangerfield. Yes. Women in this movie. Yes. Oh, jeez. Okay. Okay. So, okay. so Tris. Hey, yeah. they want the Nanu Nanu. <laughs> So Tristan, like the the spell is broken. Tristan goes, Dazzler. Here's what really happened. The the Rodney Dangerfield manipulated me to do this, and then Dazzler does like a giant light show, like spirit bomb thing that stops everyone from fighting. Rodney Dangerfield is defeated, and everyone goes, Oh, okay, we're not going to fight anymore. And somehow the Avengers and Dazzler get back to real New York. I just like the fact that this movie ends with the words Ronnie Dangerfield is defeated and the Avengers went home. <laughs> yes, that is that is exactly now here's the thing. This movie like Ronnie ha- Dangerfield was about to be Thanos before Thanos. Yes. In fact, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just picturing Ronnie Dangerfield as Thanos. Hey, uh, you should have yeah. gone for the head. <laughs> As the three as the three demonic <laughs> lawyers of Dewey Cheatham and Howe. Got respect now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get no respect. Now I got respect. I got this infinity gauntlet. Uh, yeah. Uh. So the so that's the movie. A script was made. Jim Shooter was the original screenwriter. And it's like, well, why didn't they make it? Well, I mean, other than the fact that no one at any point said, this is the worst idea ever. Why are we doing this? Um, it, it was mostly like a lot of uh, a lot of little problems that started to spark up. So by the time they had gotten to the like casting phase, um, the disco era was kind of starting to die off. People were starting to get really tired of it. Uh, the CEO of Casablanca Records at the time was supposedly in really bad health and and was making really weird, questionable decisions. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's all right to me. I mean, the only reason I'm seeing that we shouldn't make this movie right now is because Rodney Dangerfield and Robin Williams are both dead. Right. But, the, but yeah, there was also, like, Grace Jones was supposed... Yeah, Grace Jones was supposedly, like, approached for the part and... The CEOs kind of had a problem with a black woman being the main character because it was the 80s and, well, duh. So, um, yeah. (laughs) So the closest that they got was Bo Derek was going to play Dazzler. (laughs) As in, like, from uh, from the movie 10, Bo Derek. Nope, we gotta see this. Yeah. (laughs) So 
the big problem was that uh, Bo Derek um, had a, uh, her husband John Derek. If you wanted her to be in your movie, he had to direct it. And John Derek was frequently, like, apparently really difficult to work with, made some really crappy decisions, and the two of them ended up making a bunch of movies, but they weren't really that well received. But that supposedly, uh, John Derek at one point had a bunch of Marvel, like, there's a famous photo of the uh, People magazine of Bo Derek and John Derek together, and he's holding a bunch of Marvel comics. Supposedly, he was doing research on Dazzler and the MCU. Or, and Marvel Comics to try and figure out how to make this movie. But eventually uh, it was scrapped, like they couldn't work with him. Casablanca Records was starting to go under because their CEO was in bad health. Eventually the studio tried to rewrite the screenplay so that it's less weird. They added Daryl Hannah was going to play Dazzler. And then just they kept trying to make this, but eventually it just kind of petered out. And towards the end of the 80s, the whole thing was just scrapped. And that was... The story of when the MCU was almost turned into a, a cinematic universe because of because of Dazzler and how, how many people did I say it was uh, Cher, Donna Summers, Kiss, Robin Williams, Robin Williams Rodney oh. Dangerfield, and the Village People almost made the MCU happen. Wow, Sean, I can't hear you. Your your microphone's off. There's three Rodney Dangerfields, the Village People, Kiss, Donna Summer, Cher, uh, Bo Derek, and her husband John Derek, almost, yep. and then possibly uh, Grace Jones and uh, Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. There we go. That was the that was the cast. Plus, we didn't even discuss who was going to play the Avengers. Yeah, no, that, that they never got to that point. We don't know who was going to play Iron Man. We don't know who was going to play Falcon. We don't know who was going to be Iron Man. There was going to be Falcon, Scarlet Wait, no, Witch. Falcon wasn't in there. Was he? Falcon yeah. was in there. Yeah, the, at, in the was late... Captain America's in there. Nope. How's Falcon in the Avengers at the point when Captain America's not? That's weird. I'll, 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 this is the lineup. Oh, not I, in the movie, but I mean, right. This is the no, lineup. I mean, but like, it, I, I'm trying to remember like if that was part of the lineup at the time in the comics, but. All I, all I know is that the lineup for this movie was going to be Spider-Man, Iron Man, Beast, Falcon, Scarlet Witch, The Wasp, and Dazzler. That was the yeah. Avengers lineup for this film. He probably had Yeah, I remember all of those people being part of the Avengers at the time, except for Spider-Man. Yeah, so it was. this originally was going to and happen... Falcon. Yeah, this was originally going to happen in 1979. Yeah, but, so maybe there's a, maybe there's a, like a brief period of time where falcon was in there yeah spider-man was never in the avengers except for until like like 2000s yeah but if you want to read the whole story about this jimshooter.com just look up like jim shooter debut of dazzler on google you'll probably find his website he tells the whole story of how he wrote the screenplay and the treatment and everything and it's just a wacky thing i can't believe this this almost happened they threw real money at this and almost made it Jesus. I'm looking at like list of famous actors from 79 thinking who they could have put in this movie and it's like Burt Reynolds, Clint Eastwood, Henry Winkler. <laughs> Henry Winkler in there. <laughs> Get the fonts. What was like, you know what? I'm, how, how much you want to bet they were going to try to put Henry Winkler as Iron Man? Oh. Yeah, I was thinking um, I was thinking um, I said his name and I lost my, my train. Burt, Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Reynolds. Wait, Burt Reynolds was in there? No, just oh, these are. Popular. No, I said he was an actor in 1979. Mm-hmm. I was listing oh. potential actors. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I'm I like, thought you were talking they about. Could have, they could have had Burt Reynolds. They could have had Clint Eastwood. They could have had Henry Winkler. 
Bet you, yeah, Henry would. Well, picking like wait, him as like Marvel heroes. Man, can you imagine that? We almost had like a 1979 version of the MCU. That would have been insane. That would have been great. My dear God, because then that would have meant we would have got like a reboot, like in the 90s. Yeah. Oh God, can you imagine if we had a reboot of the MCU in the 90s? What the, would they, what would it look like right now? I don't know. I can't even. God, would we be on like the third reboot by this? We'd probably be on the third reboot by this point. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Alright, who wants to go next? <laughs> Still processing. Well, I do have one thing that kind of like connects to that tangentially. Because um, one of the things I looked up was um, TV shows that were canceled. Mm-hmm. And I found out that in 1998, um, during, during the time when they had all the other Marvel cartoon shows... One thing that Fox was working on was a Captain America show. And what I found funny about this was the reasoning as to why it was canceled. Uh, there were two, two things that were reported. One is that it was pulled due to conflicts about whether mentions of Nazis as the hero's rivals were appropriate. Yeah. Notice that they said rivals, not villains. I just thought that was weirdly phrased. Like, we can't have them rivals with Nazis. That's, that's just wrong. Okay. The other so uh, like showing Nazis on TV is just yeah. having them be in the bad guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's like how now, it's usually uh, right. now, you either get, now you either love the Nazis or you can't get enough of punching the Nazis. So it's I like mean, now it's famous for punching the Nazis. I mean, of course you gotta have some punching Nazis. That's, that's the kind of thing. The other reason was Marvel uh, went bankrupt in 1996 and. That yeah. led to that coming into fruition as well. That's true. I remember. I remember that like, specifically. Mm-hmm. At least we got him in an episode of Spider Man. So that was <laughs> around the time where they had that god awful Avengers cartoon. Yeah, I remember that. Anybody remember that? Because the, there was an Avengers cartoon called Avengers. Oh God, I think it was United We Stand. I don't. Remember. I, I barely. I barely remember it. When I was a kid. Yeah, but um, it's like it had yeah, and had Ant Man as the leader. Yeah. Oh, and they're they're it just looks and so the weird. And Hawkeye was there. They had uh, oh, apparently and, uh, Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America did appear in it. Yeah, they appeared in it like as like. Are we talking about the the new Marvel Spider Man series from like a few like earlier this decade? No, 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 much around the same time as Spider-Man the animated series, uh, like probably after that, uh, they had... Oh yeah, this is probably on the later end. Yeah, this was, this, they had a show called Avengers United We Stand, I, I recall correctly that was the name. 19, so this came out in uh, 1999, so this came out after the Captain America show would have come out yeah. and was canned, so must have been... Them trying to agree, <laughs> probably, and they... Oh wow, it, it premiered October 30th, 99 and was canceled February 26th of 2000. That did not last long. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that was the version that I, I remember seeing of like, like, that's those were the first versions I saw of Hawkeye and Falcon. So those are like the outfits, the styles that, that I remember. Even if I didn't watch much of the show, like those are the ones I was exposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, that almost made me another show, the Avengers. Another show that I, I thought was uh, worth mentioning in the list of canceled TV shows that never really saw the light of day was, um, you might remember that there was going to be a, a U.S. adaptation of the IT crowd. Oh, God, yes. Yep. Uh, funny funny enough, they, they were going to keep on, uh, I can't pronounce his last name, Richard Ioade? The guy who plays Moss. Mm-hmm. They are going to keep him on, and they were going to cast Jessica St. Clair as Jen and Joel McHale as Roy. I'm sorry, but I can't see Jeff Winger as being Roy. I'm, I'm sorry. Like Roy is like this like kind of slop slob loser, you know, guy who no one likes. And Jeff Winger is just like this cool jerk ass guy that nobody. Likes. It's like so. I, I've seen like side by side of anybody else in that show. Being 
I can so see it. Here's the thing Probably about that, Jim. They made that pilot. And I'm try- I was getting to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I looked it up. Uh, you can find like clips of the pilot on YouTube. Like people like do like a side by side comparison of the two, and it really just stands out that it just doesn't feel right to me. Like the funny thing is that it it didn't. It kept getting pushed back by NBC until they finally just pulled the plug on it. But that was also around the time when he got the job on Community. So he ended up being just fine. He and he got a role that I think was actually better for him. He just he just comes across as an asshole in in the pilot, whereas like Ross is or not Ross, sorry, uh, Roy is just more of like a whiny loser. Like like you can understand why like uh, we're cool, right? Yeah, no, no, no. But with the other guy is like you know like he's like the sexy young you know Chris Hemsworth kind of looking guy. He's like you know we're cool, aren't we? I'm like well yeah, you're kind of cool. You're kind of a jerk, but I mean I don't know why you're unpopular. <laughs> So like the jock trying to act like he's the loser. Yeah. So I've definitely there. There used to be you used to be able to see the pilot on like I can't remember where, but there's other websites other than YouTube where you could see the pilot for the IT Crowd American version. Uh, it, I can't. I just googled it. I can't find it on there anymore. But God, it's bad. It's super duper awful. Like one of the worst things I've ever seen. Which sucks because they've still got Richard uh, Io Day. I can't remember his name on there, and he's fine because he's funny. Moss is funny, but the thing is, like, if you watch them side by side, it's exactly the same performance. Like he does the same lines, the same ways. It's like, yeah, it's they may as well like just edit him into the video. It's like almost shot for shot, precisely. Uh, God. Yeah. So other than that, um, I have like a little. Aoade. 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 Thank you. Or Aoade. It's either Aoade or Aoade, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other than that, um, I had a little list of like scrapped movies, like ones where it's like, hey, remember this movie? It was going to have a sequel, and then that never happened. Some for better, some for worse. Mm-hmm. For example, Godzilla 1998 was supposed oh, to be the trilogy. <laughs> That's right, because oh, they. I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> What, uh, that it's was the one animated series, which oh, honestly didn't look that yeah. bad. It looked like kind of like a MIB. You know, the yeah, about. it was made by the same people made MIB MA series. Yeah. Oh my god, uh, that was the one that had. Oh god, what is that guy's name? Help me out. Why? Uh, why can't I think of the main oh, character? Main uh, actor's name? Oh, uh, Matthew Roderick. Thank yes, you. Roderick. That's a, that's a lot of fish. <laughs> a lot of fish. <laughs> that's a uh, not a joke. Yeah, <laughs> the guy from Leon. <laughs> It's funny because I, I kept running into things that were going to be trilogies. Like, mm-hmm. okay, for example, Last Airbender. I mean, that was going to be a trilogy, and that's probably for the best that that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Golden Compass. I was actually looking forward to that trilogy. Oh, man. Um, Green Lantern. 2011 was supposed to be a trilogy. Yes. Oh, no. Not only yeah, that. The Green Lantern from 2011 was supposed to be the DCEU. That was supposed to start the DC yeah. Extended Universe. Really? Because I always thought that they were – that was – the time when DC was specifically in there, we're not going to do a cinematic universe mode. No, no, that was the Green Lantern was there. Can this work for us? Like they were trying to see if it would, if they would make it work. Yeah, because I remember there was some, there was some stuff in that that kind of hinted at there might, like there was uh, Amanda Waller, if I'm not, was played by, um, uh, oh god, Angela Bassett. Right, yeah, I, I missed was, that. Yeah, it was Angela Bassett was in that movie. And she played Amanda Waller, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure that she played Amanda Waller. Mm-hmm. This was, yeah, for Green Lantern. Green Lantern. We okay, lost Jim. We lost oh, Jim. Oh, no. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> but, yeah, no, the, like, there's there's so many. I could, 
I probably hey. should have looked it up, but there's an entire, like, 16 different movies that supposedly were made between Superman 4 and Man of Steel. There was, like, 16 different Superman films that were almost made, and so many of them got scrapped other than Superman Returns. Yeah, yeah, okay, so yeah, it was Angela Bassett. Mm, okay. Angela Bassett as Amanda Waller, because she was, they were asking her later about uh, uh, the other woman, uh, Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. They were asking her, like, what she thought of Viola Davis being cast. <laughs> so, so speaking of DC movies, I guess yeah, that's okay, back. Oh, Jim, Jim's back. Hey, I don't know what happened. I just got dropped and had to close yeah. the tab and reopen it. That's crazy. Probably too many people mentioning Green Lantern. At one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, didn't you also have a Star Trek thing? Well, I had a couple of like um, other trilogies. There was going to be an Amazing Spider-Man three, which I thought would have been kind of cool with the Sinister Six. Yeah. And of course, uh, Batman and Robin would have had a sequel, which I guess would have been a trilogy of Joel Schumacher Batman movies. Mm-hmm. But I kept finding like first and seconds of trilogies. I was like, man, no one can make a trilogy for, work for some reason unless you're Star Wars no, or Lord uh, of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> Escape from uh, New York and L.A. was supposed to be a trilogy, too. They were supposed to be like an Escape from Earth. Yeah. And then oh, that would have been sick. supposed to be another Snake, another Snake uh, Plissken movie. Mm-hmm. God, Snake Plissken was a good character. <laughs> those are... those. Okay, look. Those are, are what I... Those are good, bad movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Those are like quintessential 1990s, 1980s, like just action movies where it's like Snake Plissken, I don't care about what the president says. <laughs> where else are you going to And like, then like, and like that's how all of the, like, the, the president's daughter from the city prison. <laughs> can, can I go on a quick tangent? I feel like, like, it's so weird to see movies uh, from the past where it's just like the president's been kidnapped. We have to save him because I feel like if that movie were to be to made were to be made today, the president's been kidnapped. The main character's just gonna go, "Oh, real? Wow, <laughs> that's mm, that. That's shame. That's what's up. That's what's up." Do they, do the kidnappers need anything? Do, do they need do they need any sodas or pizza or something? Do we do, <laughs> do we need to rescue him? Yo, kidnappers. Yeah, I know it's kind of our job, but I mean, all these kidnappers, right quick. Hey, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. We heard you. We heard you. We, we heard you snatched them up. Is that right? That's what's up. That's what's up. I appreciate, I appreciate that. Hey, hey, you you need anything, you call me, okay? No, 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 no. You go ahead, keep him. You go ahead, keep him. You go ahead, keep him. You know, you, you can do whatever. You know, I mean, just don't, don't bring him back here. Don't bring him back here, okay? Just, whatever you want to do, you can take him wherever else you want to take him. Just don't bring him back here, okay? Canada don't want him either. Don't, don't bring him back anywhere where he could be able to get here. Don't take – you know what? If you're gonna bring him back to any place in this hemisphere, why don't you drop him in Mexico? How about that? <laughs> very popular in Mexico, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Drop him, drop him over <laughs> there, but make sure you drop him on the other side of the wall, <laughs> and, 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 and then just make sure that he can't, you know, because he, he can't. We don't want him back here. <laughs> that's that's the ideal situation. <laughs> ideally, ideally, we would like you to take him over to some place like I don't know, like China. <laughs> Or something, let them deal with him. Russia. Or just drop him in. Nah, nah, Russia might send him back. Oh, man. If you want, like I said, you could, like, you know, drop him in the ocean or something. You know, just, you know, if you, that's, 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 oh, yeah. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> 
We don't know what in Scotland. See, what in Scotland, was, I heard like both. What happened was there was turbulence and a door was open to the helicopter <laughs> and he just he just kind of fell out. He wasn't wearing his we told him to wear his seatbelt, but he didn't wear his seatbelt. Okay? Look, look, I'm just, I'm just spitballing. You know, you can you can do whatever it is that you got to do, but just you know, just make sure he don't come back here. That's 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 my thing personally, personally, and I'm pretty sure I speak for everybody else in the room. Like I'm looking over at the like I'm looking over at Nancy Pelosi right now. She's she nodding her head. She's saying, "Yeah, yeah, don't bring it back here." She's doing a little tiny clap. Let me check the temperature. Joe, you want you want them to bring Donald Trump back? Okay, he, 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 he didn't let me finish. He said he said no. Hold, hold on, no, I'm I'm just go old school right quick. Hold on, let me let me just check. Let me just get the Michelle Michelle. Okay, she said no too. Okay. <laughs> She the nice one, okay? So if she, if, if she don't want him to come back, I'm gonna. Well, you know what? I'm gonna do one better. I'm gonna do one better. Melania, <laughs> Melania. Hold on, well, hold on. Let me. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. So she don't want him back neither. All right. All right. So that, that's that's just it. You know. Matter of fact, you know what? You you want to do me a favor, right quick? You come pick up Don Junior. And you can come pick up the other one. Go, go ahead, take them and stash them up too. He, he got, he got another. He got Jared. Yeah, you can get him. Uh, uh, he, he got his, he got his buddy Pence. You can come stash him up too. Uh, you can do whatever you want with them. And they while they're at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He got Mitch, his buddy Mitch, Moscow Mitch. Yeah, you go ahead, take him over to Moscow. Let him sit over there for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's that. That would be the ideal situation. I understand if you can't do it, if you don't got that kind of time, we, we'll we'll figure out something else out. But if you want to help us out, then that, that would be appreciated. We would we get you back the next time. Next time y'all got somebody y'all don't want, we can we can get rid of them for you. You know, all you gotta do is call us up. We do some kind of exchange program. We can take one of ours. Our CIA is very good at that. You put one of ours in the ocean. We'll put one of yours in the morgue. I don't know what you want to do. We could do this untouchable style. All right, call me back. <laughs> that went on. <laughs> Good lord, that went on a long time. <laughs> just like you're just like <laughs> take over the ocean. Whoops. <laughs> we left the door. Open. We don't, we don't know what happened. It's turbulence, man. It's... Thought we had the child safety lock on. Yeah, he didn't put his seatbelt on, man. <laughs> we was telling him, yo, look, CDC recommends you put a seatbelt on. As soon as we said that, he wasn't listening. Okay. <laughs> World Health Organization says put a seatbelt on, man. It's in one ear. Why? Why? Why are you not writing comedy sketches? Seriously. Go, 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 <laughs> uh, my story was about uh, Superman Lives, mm-hmm. which is quite possibly one of the most hilarious comedies ever written in the history of life, but a movie that didn't quite make it, unfortunately. I wish it had, because this is quite possibly one of the craziest things that ever happened in the history of movies. So basically, we got a movie about Superman, 
being written by people who, well, it's three separate writers. Technically, I think four. Uh, the ones I know about were Kevin Smith, Dan Gilroy, Wesley Strick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Gilroy and Wesley Strick, I think, wrote before Kevin Smith, and then Kevin Smith basically got a hold of the script on accident. <laughs> so basically, let me, let me just let me just set the stage. So uh, this is around this is the mid '90s, if I'm not mistaken. The rights for Superman basically are up to be purchased. Mm-hmm. And nobody realizes this except for a guy by the name of John Peters, who's a producer in Hollywood. He used to be a hairdresser, but he somehow finagled his way to become a movie producer. He snags the rights to Superman, unbeknownst to really anyone, like to the point where he calls up the WB and tells them he owns the rights. And they're like, no, you don't. We do. <laughs> like they're they're 100 percent certain that they own the right. This is before the Internet, mind you. Yeah. So there's no like electronic way of verifying any of this information like that. They there's no way for them to be notified that their rights were lapsing other than to have somebody basically just go back into the records room and look it up, which is how John Peters manages to snatch these rights. up. So he snatches the rights up. He calls Warner Brothers, tells them he wants to make a Superman movie. They tell him, no, you can't do that. We have the rights. He's like, check again. And they're like, oh, I guess you do have the rights to the Superman movie. So that's how this process gets started. A hairdresser turned film producer buys the rights to Superman, which have somehow lapsed. And he hires these people to write this movie. And they write a terrible movie called Superman Reborn. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Now, Superman Reborn... Uh, let me just let me let me, let me go back and, and 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 just go through my uh, notes here. So first of all, you got uh, let's see here. Ah, da, 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 da. Sorry, I'm just going through all of my notes. So basically, the whole the, the whole time the story was basically going to follow the death of Superman mm-hmm. because this had just happened in the comic books. It had basically revitalized the comic book sales because they were slumping. Then they killed off Superman in the comics, and then the comic book sales just skyrocketed. I remember. You know, that was, I remember that's when I actually got into comics mm-hmm. right at that time. So, yeah, they're definitely it definitely did work. So basically, you've got a story with, you know, there's a there's the romance between Clark Kent and Lois Lane. And then the doomsday comes, Superman dies and Lois's arms and all that stuff. Uh, but then uh, somehow Lois finds out that she's pregnant with Superman's baby and somehow Superman's soul gets into the baby and Lois basically gives birth to Superman again. Oh my God, it's Miss Marvel. Yeah, and then the the super and then he like in like three weeks he grows into the body of a twenty year old twenty one year old man, and then I think he goes and fights Doomsday again, and 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 saves the world, or he fights a villain. I don't know if it was Doomsday again, but there that part's unclear. But that that's the first story. So basically, Superman and Lois bump uglies. Lois gets pregnant, Superman dies, Superman's soul gets into the baby, Lois gives birth to Superman again, body boy grows up into a 21-year-old man in three weeks and then becomes Superman. What? That's version one. Let's go to the next one. Okay, so we're going to throw version one out. (laughs) This is before Kevin Smith gets a hold of it. So this is version one, but there are two versions before Kevin Smith got a hold of it. Okay. So then there's version two, which is Essentially the same death of Superman story, but Brainiac shows up and Superman's having psychological problems. He's about to have like a nervous breakdown or whatever at, you know, this time. Uh, and he's seeing because a psychiatrist. He, 
He he has psychological problems because he was killed by Doomsday. No, 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 no. This is this is the version two of the script. Okay. So they, they scrap the whole. He, like he hasn't been killed by Doomsday yet. This is the beginning of the of the story. So he has psychological problems, and then Doomsday shows up, and Doomsday has kryptonite blood somehow. But anyway, uh, Brain- uh, Brainiac somehow creates Doomsday with kryptonite blood. Doomsday comes, kills Superman. Yada yada yada. All that. Superman has a funeral, and then the Superman's body is taken by a government agency. And they want to clone it. And then Superman is in heaven. And you see Superman going through the afterlife somehow. But then, uh, you know, he has the kind of freaking Kylo Ren, Han Solo moment where he's shown that his time on Earth isn't yet done. And he goes back to Earth and fights Brainiac and uh, the government agency and then kills Doomsday and saves the world. So that's version two. So More now, reasonable. You, now you get to the point where Kevin Smith hops on and Kevin Smith is like, you got Superman having a psychological breakdown and seeing it. He's seeing a psychiatrist, sorry, in version two. So Kevin Smith is like, this is the most terrible thing in the world. At this point, Kevin Smith is like, why didn't you guys find like a comic book author, like one of the writers for the comic book and have them write your story for you? You know, if you're just trying to do the death of Superman, why not just hire the guys who did the death of Superman? And they're like, because those are comic book guys. <laughs> and that's when you do the face palm because you realize that these guys don't know anything about comic books whatsoever. And that per- that permeates the entire basic, uh, the whole process of this movie is permeated by this just arrogant Hollywood, you know, those are comic book guys. We don't need anything from the comic books. We're better. We know better than comic book storytelling. Mm-hmm. It permeates the entire process. So so there you go. So basically, Kevin Smith is like, look, I can write a better version of this. And basically, he gets told to put up or shut up because the John Peters guy is like, all right, fine. You, you show us what you want to do. And so he gets to write a script. And his script would have called for you know the death of superman but his script was probably the most comic book nerd movie ever we all this was it was avengers endgame before avengers endgame because <laughs> it would have had and let me make sure i'm getting all this right he had in this movie oh goodness where is this okay he would have had deadshot brainiac lex luther doomsday the eradicator the entirety of the justice league <laughs> in his movie and more <laughs> Uh, okay. Now, uh, John Peters, the guy who, uh, the, the producer guy, basically demanded Kevin Smith. He made a couple of demands of Kevin Smith, basically. He said he didn't want Superman to fly, which made no sense. What? Uh, yeah, he didn't want Superman to fly. He said Superman <laughs> shouldn't fly. He said it's, it looks fake. It was his, his terms. He said it looked fake for Superman to fly. Uh, he didn't want Superman to wear the Superman suit, like, at all in the movie because he called it quote unquote too faggy oh wow yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so he had two more demands uh one demand was that superman at the fortress of solitude should have guards for some reason it's like but he's at the fortress of solitude he's supposed to be alone plus it's supposed to be solitary. Yeah. Plus, why does Superman need guards? <laughs> yeah, really. So, you know, but he was like, nope, I want Superman to have guards. So apparently, uh, Kevin Smith had to write that Superman had polar bear guards. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, he, if he's going to have any guard, it's going to be polar bear. That's, that's not terrible, actually. That's goofy, but that's not <laughs> terrible. Go, Kevin. Oh, no. <laughs> that would be crypto. 
And then last one of John, another one of John Peters' demands was that Superman had to fight a giant spider for some reason. Uh, primarily because he was obsessed with spiders. And he was obsessed with the concept of a giant spider, which we'll come back to later. Oh, oh. Kevin Smith had to create yes. uh, a, a giant spider enemy called the Thanagarian Snare Beast because WB refused to let him call it a spider. Because <laughs> they were like, why the, why the hell are we doing a giant spider? Th- this is the, the level of just dysfunction in this project because the, the studio was like, what is wrong with this guy, this John Peters guy? They're like, what do you mean Superman can't be in the suit? He needs to be in the suit. It's Superman. Yeah. How we're gonna sell the movie? How are we gonna sell the movie? If Superman's not in the suit. How are we gonna, so like, there's that whole situation. Uh, and then, uh, what, and then they're also like, why does Superman need guards at the at the North Pole? And they basically struck that out of the movie and had Kevin Smith turn the polar bear guards into polar bear statues. So again, why would there need to be polar bear statues? But anyway, I'm kind of God. I'm halfway to okay with the polar bear thing. Like, it's almost goofy enough to just be like, okay, sure, just let it be a thing. So, give me a story. Basically, so, basically, what Kevin Smith did, like, all, all, all of the things he did, the only things that end up carrying forward past Kevin Smith's involvement in the project are the fact that he changed the name from Superman to Reborn to Superman Lives. So, he changed the name of the top project to Superman Lives. And then he was the one who suggested that Tim Burton of, you know, recent, you know, Batman fame be brought on to direct the movie, which turned out to be quite possibly the biggest mistake of his entire career, because Tim Burton's first move was to kick Kevin Smith off of the project. And then he so at which point this is this is the point at which the entire movie becomes weird. Yeah, because now there's two other versions of the script that come forth. One is Wesley Strick, who basically followed the Death of Superman story, uh, but uh, he made a version where Brainiac shows up and somehow becomes merged with Lex Luthor and becomes a villain named Luthiac, and that's pretty much his only addition to that project. So he gets taken off, and, and then we get Dan Gilroy. And Dan Gilroy writes a version of this script, which was just... It, it it's Tim Burton t- to a T because this whole thing gets weird. So I'll I'll, I'll I'll go over the I'll go I'll try to go over and hit the main beats. Mm-hmm. So opens up with a flashback on Krypton. Uh, Jor-El Lara putting Superman in the rocket. Right, Brainiac is responsible for the destruction of Krypton. Tries to stop them from sending Kal-El to Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Brainiac murders Jor-El and Lara. So basically, he's the Joker of the movie because he murders Superman's parents and then vows to hunt Superman down. So basically, you know, Man of Steel, but instead of uh, Michael Shannon, it's, you know, a robot. I will find him. <laughs> exactly. So you go to modern day Metropolis, you get uh, modern day Superman. He's an adult now. He's grown up. Uh, he meets Lo- Lois, doesn't know his identity, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's the whole will they, won't they, all that, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but somehow Lex Luthor is on the verge of discovering his Superman's identity. Uh, Brainiac comes to Earth, counters Luthor. The two devise a plan to destroy Superman. Uh, he, they merge again and become Lexiac. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. they create Doomsday. Uh, Doomsday soup kills Superman, get a public funeral. Uh, Superman's body is taken to the Fortress of Solitude. And 
now we get to the now we get to some parts that are just like just kind of out there. So there's a mysterious Kryptonian force known only as K, and okay. Superman and K somehow merge and become one thing, and now K is basically Superman's suit. <laughs> so now Superman has a weird glowing fluorescent suit that is. I want I want to see if I have a of a picture of his of the suit that they were gonna put. Okay. I think I do. Let me let me see if I can show you guys this. This is this is the suit. Like symbiote spider-man vibes here <laughs> oh yeah i mentioned at this point they cast nicholas cage oh yeah i forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> i forgot to mention that at this point they had cast nicholas cage to play superman and this is the suit that they were gonna put him in this is the k suit uh this this isn't even actually the original suit the the original suit was this one. Oh yeah <laughs> i've seen this photo <laughs> and the interesting so thing wrong. about that the interesting thing about this is that this isn't like right here, like this part right here. This isn't like the traditional Superman like red underwear. This is a loincloth. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> so Superman was going to be wearing a loincloth. Yeah. I was just going to. Jim, I didn't hear any of that. I suppose Supergirl gets a skirt. Let's give Superman a loincloth. Yeah, there you go. All right, that makes sense. So that's what that's what he was going to be wearing before he dies, and then he was going to be wearing that other suit that I showed you guys after when he came back. There was another version of the suit that looked uh, kind of like this. I don't know if you guys are seeing that. It's shiny. And then there was a version of the suit that looked kind of like this. Yeah. Kind of looks like, like a looks like a megalomaniacal villain who's going to take over the world. Yeah, it's kind of insecty looking, and all that kind of jazz. So yeah, that was basically what ended up happening with with uh, the suit. Anyway, so Superman comes back, fights Brainiac, you know, or fights Brainiac and uh, uh, Doomsday. Yeah, uh, saves the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the story. So they're ready to go. So this is the point at which they've. They've done like all this pre-production. They've made suits. They've gotten the cast together. And so far, they've spent a total of thirty million dollars. Yep. <laughs> now they haven't made the movie yet. <laughs> so just just think about that for a second. They've spent thirty million dollars and haven't put one scene to film. Not one. Yep. Just thirty million dollars worth of pre-production. But they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna start filming like any day now. They're they're just they're ready to go. Filming's they're they're scheduled to start filming, and then Warner Brothers comes in, sees <laughs> this massive thirty million dollar bill with nothing to show for it, <laughs> and says, "You know what? Yeah, Tim, it's not gonna work out." <laughs> and they shut it down like literally days before they're ready to start filming. Oh, Fire man. everyone and John Peters probably goes down in history as one of like the worst producers of all time but somehow manages to convince Warner Brothers to keep elements of his script and throw them into other movies. Namely, the giant spider, which I told you we'd come back to. Somehow, some way. A wicked wild wild. To Wild Wild West. Yes! <laughs> there it is. A wicked wild wild west. Jim West. <laughs> Rough Rider. No, you don't want nada. Oh, this guy. 
I'm like, look, I'm, I'm just <laughs> from like every level of of just conceivability. This is like just a product, a project that was just like insanely interesting, mm-hmm. and it's just like, thank God it never got made oh. because I cannot even fathom how far back the superhero genre would have been set by this movie. But at the same time, good God, I want to see it so bad. I want to see like every version of this movie so bad. I want to see like how how are they going to make the Superman goes to a psychologist work? How are they going to make Superman fights a giant spider work? How are they going to make Superman polar bear guards work? How are they going to make Luthiac or Lexiac or whatever merger of this like man machine thing? And here's the thing, like we, the reason we don't know why any but reason we don't know why there's anybody else in the cast is because nobody else that was ever cast for this thing will speak up. <laughs> like the only reason we even know that Nicolas Cage was in it because of the picture. <laughs> this movie was like it's 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 become a cautionary tale. Like uh Brian Singer, when Brian Singer got called up to do like uh in between Brian Singer and this movie, uh also JJ Abrams had it crack at it too oh, yeah. uh, to do a Superman movie but they called Superman Flyby but they kicked that out proving once again that J.J. Abrams shouldn't be allowed anywhere near uh, anything cool <laughs> uh, but uh, so when Brian Singer was doing Superman Returns he basically had a, a notebook and inside the notebook he kept stuff from this movie like all the pre-production elements of this movie he kept it close by so whenever the studio basically tried to come in and give him notes and say like, hey, you know what we would like you to do? Like, we would like you to put this in the movie. He would grab that notebook and pull it out and say, hey, you guys remember when you tried to make this? He'd show them the picture of Nick Cage in a Superman suit. <laughs> remember when you tried to put Superman in a loincloth? You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> in a loincloth. <laughs> so the only reason Brian Singer got to make the Superman movie he wanted to make was basically because this god-awful tragedy happened and like there's next to no information about anyone else who was going to be in it. It's all kept under wraps. No one will ever even say, yeah, I was going to be in that movie. No one. Nobody. Uh-huh. The only, like, Nicholas, Nicholas Cage, like, the only reason we know is because he can't deny it because there's literal photographic evidence. <laughs> Other than that, we have no idea about anybody else who's going to be in this movie. There are documentary. There is a documentary about this movie that I had a hand in actually helping get made uh, called um, The Death of Superman Lives. And it's on YouTube. It was made by uh, a guy is made by a guy named John Schnepp. And, you know, he was fundraising for it. And I helped put, you know, money into that project because i was like i really wanted to see uh i really wanted to see what that uh came about uh so god rest him john schnepp he passed away uh uh like i think a couple of years two years back or so but uh god rest him but he made an excellent documentary i would suggest you all watch it if you want to get like really deep down into you know what this movie was about because there are some crazy concepts in this movie like the the entity known as k is some kind of insect from krypton and it kind of makes some kind of it's like it's like venom so basically superman has like a venom like the suit i showed the picture of doesn't really give the full because it like had lights in it Mm -hmm. and it like glowed and like pulsated and did all kinds of weird practical stuff this is before they had like 
lots of CGI to work with. So if this movie sounds incredible, like Brainiac was going to be like a head, <laughs> just a head, like with spider legs. And somehow he's going to merge with Lex Luthor by like taking his head, like taking off Lex Luthor's head and putting his head on Lex Luthor's body, but somehow preserving his brain inside of his head. It, it, it's like he was going to have like two brains in his head. You would like see one of them. You could, like see Lex Luthor's brain. It was is nuts. But that's my story about the death. That's my story about Superman lives. Uh, the death of Superman movie that never happened. And thank God for that. All right, Caleb, what you got? So uh, this is funny because when we talked about we talked about what the topic was going to be, I just immediately just looked up for anything that was John Carpenter or um, or. Quentin Tarantino related and after like going through like a list of movies that he's he's basically I would say trying to pitch to himself like I don't he doesn't do anything so it seems that he's not going to be 100% on mm-hmm. and uh and I can see now why you know you don't want to throw 30 million dollars at something that you know <laughs> not going to make it <laughs> but um one of the most interesting ones though uh is Double V or Double V Vega which was supposed to be either a prequel or a sequel to Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, where the Vega brothers, Vic Vega from Reservoir Dogs and Vincent Vega from Pulp Fiction, uh, seemingly got together while Vincent was in Amsterdam. Um, and either they were supposed to get together and, you know, have an adventure, have a crime adventure of some sort. And Tarantino never got around to making the premise for it. And as time went on, both actors got older. Uh-huh. And um, Michael Madsen has, he's always, like, he watched interviews with Michael Madsen. He's always plugging this this movie in to trying to maybe ag it on for Tarantino. And um, he's even brought up, like... Tarantino has brought up like a, a concept to where, uh, as a sequel, the Vega brothers have two other brothers that come together after both of their deaths and maybe seek out revenge. Cool. For both their brothers' deaths. I want to see that movie. Yeah. It's like, like, you ever see the movie Four Brothers? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what it sounds like to me. Just like that. Yeah. Um, but again, like, uh, you know. Both both Travolta and um, yeah, Michael Matt just gotten older, and, and Tar- Tarantino has declared that he wouldn't do like some Mark Martin Scorsese thing where he, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, visually like that movie was it uh, Black Black uh, not Black Sabbath? Oh God! There's a movie with John Travolta. Is it John Travolta? The one where he like plays a gangster? Gotti. Gotti. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot they did it for Gotti as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, there's yeah, another like... one with uh, Johnny Depp in it. Where he plays public uh, enemies. Public no, 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 yeah. not, no, not public no, enemies. This is the one where he plays like. Um, remember the character that uh, Jack Nicholson plays in The Departed? Yeah. Because that character is based on like a real life gangster, and That's Johnny Depp is in the movie about that real life gangster. Are you sure it's not public enemies? I want to say Bulger, Sonny Bulger. I could be getting the name wrong, but no, it's not public enemies. Public enemies is the movie where it's like the 1920s. Yeah, and it's this, this guy is like more modern. This. This gangster is more modern. He's in Boston. Oh, okay. Johnny Brasco? Remember. No, 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 no. This is, like, recent. Mm-hmm. And, like, nobody would have... Okay. Like, it's been very, like, okay. limited release. <laughs> I want to say it was, like, Black... Not Black Sabbath. Black Mass, I think, is what it was called. Never heard of it. And, yeah, you might not have heard of it. It was, like, limited release, I think. And that was, like, slightly before this mess went down with, you know, the thing that must not be named. The vid. <laughs> and then the another vid. one I came across. Cooperative video. Mm-hmm. 
Another one I came across was um, one called Killer Crow, where Tarantino had thought of like an actual like ultimate universe for Inglorious Bastards, and in that universe was going to be a group of black soldiers in the American army that were um, disgruntled in some sort of way, and they they rose up and killed a bunch of white officers and white soldiers and end up joining up with Aldo Reigns and Inglorious Bastards and they were actually supposed to be part of the movie but uh I, Tarantino had cut it he had, like he they he had pressure to like tame the movie a bit and I think what he did instead though was he made Hugo Stiglitz and you know Hugo Stiglitz from the German army yeah. who killed a bunch of his officers because he didn't yeah. agree with their case. And I think that's why during that segment explaining Hugo Stiglitz that uh, you hear the theme song for Slaughter, which is yeah. and, and Sam Jackson, yeah, Sam Jackson narrates that part. And there's the, the, the soundtrack to Slaughter, a uh, I think it's a 1970s exploitation film with Jim Brown. And I think mean, that also would have been a cool one. And I think that's why he also went on to do Django Unchained mm-hmm. after that. But he never like doubles down and jumps into these things. He likes to Tarantino wants all of his chip stacked and ready to go before he does something. So yeah. those were all pretty interesting. I would love to Oh, sorry, do you have more? No, no, good. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I would love to at some point I don't know if we can do an episode on this, but I would love to go over the like because there are about I wanna say ten Superman projects between um, Superman 4, Superman Returns, and Man of Steel. There is like 10 different Superman projects that Warner Brothers almost made and that didn't get made because they're just real bad. I would love to do an episode where we just talk about those 10 different projects because it's just like how... I've watched several videos where people talk about this just how many times, including with Superman Reborn, Superman Lives, uh, the Batman v Superman from the late 90s, early 2000s that almost got yeah, made. that's right. They did almost make that. I would Wasn't it called, like, Batman Unchained or something? Yeah, super, something like that. Apparently, they've... Warner Brothers tried to make, like, so many different Superman projects between the end of the Christopher Reeves, the Brian Singer one, and the Man of Steel. There was so many other projects that we're starting, we're it, canceled. We're starting, canceled. We're starting, canceled. Just over and over and over again. Yeah, and Kevin Smith's version of the uh, Superman Liz had like Batman played by Michael Keaton show up. <laughs> so, so we should probably wrap this up. Uh, I have- I had one last uh, one I wanted to share. I was going to give people a chance before I went into this last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian, if you need to talk to Marley, go ahead because you, you know where I'm going to go with this. Um, but the the first thing, like, okay, the first thing I could, I thought of when it was like things that were canceled that you know we'd look forward to: Star Trek Enterprise season five. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Star Trek Enterprise came out in 2001, 2005. It was the first time they ever did like a prequel series, so it would take place before Kirk's era. And it probably had the roughest start of any of the series. Like most of them had a rough first or you know season, but this one had like the first two seasons were pretty rough, which is actually half the show because it only went for four seasons. But, like season three really picked things up with its story arc, and four like was mostly like we're gonna end soon, so we need to like start transitioning things to what would they what they would be like for Kirk, and they ended up having a lot of cool stories there. I've been looking into the stuff that they were going to do if they had gotten a season five. There was a lot of cool stuff in there. I'm like, oh man, I really wanted to see those. Yeah, they had plans I... like ending, uh, yeah. 
No, I was just saying, I remember trying to get into it, but I just could not get past the first season, the first couple of episodes. It's tough because, you know, you, the, the people are, are kind of unlikable at first because, like, this is humanity. And, like, honestly, it's a believable humanity, like, first steps into yeah. space. Because Kirk's time, we're all like, we are, you know, more civilized and we are more accepting of people and things. And this is like modern day, you know, yeah. feeling people. Just like, you know, being big babies about trying to be culturally sensitive to these other planets. And it's like, yeah, right. I, I buy that. I buy that. <laughs> Dude, I remember thinking like that's, yeah, that that's that's more like right now. That that makes sense. Space racism. You got a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like some of the stuff they were going to do, like they were going to expand on the boomers and Travis's family and backstory. Uh, there was thoughts of like doing some sort of uh, a script where they could involve William Shatner and do some sort of Kirk and Archer team up thing. Um, we're going to go into, you know, young Spock stuff. Uh, one of the characters, Shran, uh, one of the best like m- minor characters in a Star Trek series, frankly. Uh, he, he was an Andorian who was always, you know, being uh, Archer, you know, business, as I think the older people would say. Uh, I really loved him. Jeffrey Combs was great. I think he would have been a great addition to the, the regular cast. Who played the doctor, or was he the cook? He was the Andorian, the blue guy. Oh, okay. I'm thinking, like, <laughs> oh, there was, they had an alien doctor, though, didn't they? Fox. Yeah, Flox was there. Yeah. There was more Fox I liked story. him. They were going to actually visit um, his planet, Denobula. That would have been really cool. Um, and they were also going to visit Stratos from the Cloudminders of TOS. So there were like things like that. Include more of the younger Klingons that we would see later in TOS and TNG. That would have been cool. There was going to be uh, the reveal of how the Borg came to be. They were actually going to bring on Alice Krieg, who played the Borg Queen, and have an episode of her being a Starfleet medical technician who makes contact with the Borg and becomes the Borg Queen. Uh, they were going to reveal that Future Guy was actually Archer yeah. from the trying to help his younger self fix the timeline. So people many big things. I, I'm the just saying people would have been so pissed off about that Borg thing. I don't <laughs> know. Because think about it. Borg queens. I mean, bad people got because uh, Han Solo's name turned out to just be Han and he didn't have a last name. <laughs> they gave it to him. I'm just, thinking, I'm just picturing that with the Borg queen. It's just like, we, we don't have a leader. I guess you'll be our leader. What do you call a leader? A queen. <laughs> they well, they already like, had a high mind. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got I made sense when they had a board queen. They were going to revisit the Mirror Universe. There was going to be a reveal that Kapal's father was actually a Romulan agent who was posing as a Vulcan and faked his own death. And that's... And it's like T'Pol is actually half Romulan and that's why she has this affinity for humans and wants to experiment with emotions is because she's like secretly a half Romulan. Uh, there were so many cool things they could have done. Yeah. Anyway, I know Ian, Ian wants to wrap it up. So yeah, that just, I wish but, they'd had season five. So many cool things they could have done. But they didn't. Okay. And this has been yet another episode of the JC Podcast. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you are all caught up. I want to thank each and every single one of you tuning in because you could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you're here with us and we appreciate that. Yes, that is a JC Ah, there's a Jay Z reference. I want to thank our good friend Nathan for providing our theme. So please check out his website at NathanTownsComposer.com. Again, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, RSS feeds, and listen notes. You can also find us on Twitch and YouTube as JCU Network. So please like, share, subscribe, ring the bell, follow, do all the chosen platform things, please. And so for myself and the rest of the JCU crew here, to all you JCU crewmates out there, I'm pointing at you in the face which you'll be able to see, hopefully, because we'll have a video version up soon. Uh, It's been our pleasure, our privilege, and our honor to be with you today. So this is us signing out. And remember to wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Wear your mask. Smack them curves. Smack the squares. 
smack the triangles, uh, smack the rhombuses, uh, smack the trapezoids, um, smack the, uh, the, the, what, smack the Pokemon, um, uh, uh, smack the monkeys, uh, not your monkey, the monkeys, uh, the, the actual band from, uh, what was that, uh, God, was that the 70s? Is that when they were? The 60s? Smack the monkeys. You know, I'm a believer in all that. Ones that are like, yeah, 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 we're the monkeys. Can't stop monkeying around. Smack, smack. <laughs> and uh, also smack. Um, I mean, you don't want to smack the Beatles because the Beatles were all right. You know, yeah, um, nobody smacks the Beatles on my I watch. Don't smack the Beatles. Um, you could probably smack the entirety of the group G Unit except for Fifty Cent. <laughs>